hello and welcome to the YBNB show. Um, I am talking to you today about business. Mondays we talk about body, as you know. Wednesdays we talk about mindset. Fridays we talk about business. And today um, I'm going to go back to uh, one of the areas that I've probably got most expertise on, which is finding a job. How do you find a job? How do you find your next job? Um, how do you start a business? All of those questions I'm always asked about. Um, so I'll set the scene a little bit. Firstly, um, just getting back to mindset. Wednesday, I was talking about that again, like I always do. And thanks so much for the comments. Any things you ever want me to cover, just let me know, um, because we do three of these a week. So I've got lots of time to cover your questions. Um, but just going back to mindset for a minute, Tony Robbins is running his UPW. Um, he's running it in a little bit better time zone for us in the UK. Um, starting about uh, midday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I always love his stuff, even though I've seen so much of it now, because it's a really great reminder for mindset. You know, he talks about the fact that the quality of your life boils down to the quality of your emotions. And what are your emotions about? You know, emotions of happy, sad, frustrated, excited, whatever they are. Well, that all boils down to what you focus on. So if you focus on, you know, thinking about jobs now, you know, there are no jobs, I can't get a job, I'll never have the same job again, blah, 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 all of those things, then that is going to create um, emotions, negative emotions, sad emotions, and that's going to be the quality of your state and of your life, basically. He talks about an emotional home. I won't go on too much about that today, but really would recommend it if you haven't seen it before. Uh, he's a, a UPW program. Um, however, if you focus on well, you know, what, what was then was then and what's now is now and how can I move forward? And that's going to be the subject of today. Then that will create very, very different emotions that will uh, create curiosity, um, focus on the future, interest, um, opportunities. And that in turn is going to, um, you know, therefore be the quality of your life, because if you're focusing on that, the emotions are much more uh, positive. So uh, that would be my first thing from mindset. Anyway, getting on to the practicalities then of jobs. Um, and um, just to set the scene a little bit as well, there was something in uh, the FT, uh, which said, uh, and it came from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation, of which I'm a fellow, actually, and they do really great information once a month, they talk about the jobs outlook. And uh, they talked about the fact that in May, um, it was the fastest pace of, uh, sorry, the more hired permanent staff in May than there has been for 23 years. You know, so that shows you that the people are hiring. This is right across the board in the UK, all different sectors. Um, the other thing that I actually had a quick look at, I always pop in there, is um, LinkedIn. I'll just get that up now. So I went on to jobs for LinkedIn and I looked at how many open jobs there are. I only looked in the London area. Guess how many there are? Open jobs, um, as of right now, 170,228 jobs. Um, that's just London. Um, I can, you know, start um, extending the area. I can start changing the, the date post. I might do that in a minute. But um, let me just run through the very first screen of open jobs here. You've got a general manager, um, uh, a community organizer, a PA of an intelligent security firm. You've got an assistant in Savills, the estate agents, um, a learning and development specialist, a director of transformation in London, um, you have um, someone working uh, in Gart for Guardian via Guardian Jobs, a global tech company. You've got a venue director for Talent Spa. Um, what other interesting ones are there? Communications manager for peoples of all people of all nations. Um, there is um, a, a psychotherapist uh, working in a bank. 
There is um, associate director, again, working in London. There's a collections agent driver working in Virgin Media. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. There's a music business developer here for Cream Collective. There's a workforce analytical support person for Health Education England. There's an assistant visitor experience manager for the Museum of London. Um, there's a chief of defence staff's duty officer for the UK Ministry of Defence. I mean, you know, it just goes on and on and on. There are jobs out there. So um, what sort of things do you think about when you're trying to get your next job? Well, firstly, are there any? I think I've proved that, yes, there are. Um, the next thing, though, is, you know, do you feel that you can get them or even that you want them? And I suppose that's the next important point, And that's really what I want to talk about. Um, the other thing to mention, which was just coincidental today, is that it is three years ago today and it popped up on Time Hop that um, I um, held a really lovely event in the House of Commons where we launched what we called at the time our Limitless Manifesto. And uh, it was a wonderful event. Um, you can see it online. In fact, I might put the link here in the notes so that you can watch it because we had so many people there, lots of ministers and um, you know, people interested in helping others to sort of get great jobs and uh, lots of supporters there. It was lovely. Um, but uh, I talked about the fact that, you know, young people are really quite nicely provided for if you start to look at the um, schemes that were around ranging from apprenticeships, traineeships, there's a, a multitude of schemes to help people when they leave school and college and university. Um, and what I was saying three years ago in the summer of 2018 is that we really ought to turn our attention to what I call midlife professionals, because, um, you know, in the UK, we are lagging behind in productivity. Um, if we took London out of the equation, we would be dire. You know, we'd really be well behind most European countries, certainly behind the States and uh, other continents. So um, why is that? Well, I think a lot of it, and this is what I was saying three years ago at that event, was that we are forgetting the huge potential um, of our midlife professionals. And you know that I'm a big advocate for uh, longevity and that, uh, you know, I, I know all about the, um, you know, the, the fact that we should be living here for a longer time. And I've learned and shared with you as well, many of the strategies to make sure that you are one of those, that you look after your body, look after your mindset and look after your finances so that you are around for a long time to enjoy, enjoy all these opportunities. But that's what I was talking about coincidentally three years ago. And I'm still a firm believer. And that's why one of the reasons why um, I launched YBNB, uh, Your Body Means Business back in the summer of 2018 as well. Um, and what I'm about to tell you um, in terms of strategies to get your next job uh, or a better job or whatever, you know, your first job, whatever it is, um, there's a massive section in YBNB all about this, uh, many, many modules to go into the detail of it. Um, but anyway, so what are, the, you know, how do you go about it? Well, first thing, just getting back to the point when I said that there are many jobs, but um, how do you decide what ones you're going to go for? Um, I think you have to keep an open mind, you know, just because you did something up until today doesn't mean to say that's what you're going to be doing forever. Um, and that's a, a really important mind shift. You know, people have a multitude of careers um, and they have chapters, you know, where they have a career and then they stop that career and then they move on to the next one. Um, and so, um, and lots of people do that, especially as we're living longer, you know, it's not a job for life anymore. So um, we see lots of very successful people who jump, you know, every two to three years from a different job. And if you think about pre-pandemic, it's almost like a different uh, planet in some ways so um, even more so people are moving from job to job but you can see that the stats are there that the jobs are there and people are hiring um, so how do you decide what you're going to go for you keep an open mind and you start to think about firstly your skills and your track record obviously because it's you know it would be silly to throw all of that away but secondly you think about what you actually love doing and you start to consider how these two things could be married up um, and um, I've often talked about um, examples of this one of them 
that always springs to mind is the person that was in reinsurance but loved um, thoroughbred horses and horse racing and um, you know what we worked out was that he should be able to marry up the two and he started up an agency which was the reinsurance of bloodstock um, and so there's many examples of that and you have to think about what you really love doing because when you love doing something, you read around the subject, you're uh, knowledgeable without trying. Um, and it means generally speaking, you know more than the other person, you can add more value. So think about what you love, whether, you know, whether that's drawing, whether that's art, whether that's property, whether that's currency, whether it's fashion, health, fitness, whatever it is, think about what you love and start and put that into LinkedIn and then start looking at all the jobs associated with it. So I could have put in here art or I could have put in fitness and tons of jobs would have turned up. Um, and then you start looking at these jobs and you think, you know, what, what's going to be required? Um, don't be put off by um, a whole list of job requirements, by the way, because this is an ideal world. Someone is sitting there writing this job spec thinking, wow, you know, if I can have anything I wanted, they'd have this much experience. And you go back to them as a recruiter. We've done this many times and said, OK, well, you said you need five years experience. But if someone has this and this, would you consider them? They say, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So this individual who's writing this job spec just wants to get the job filled with a really good person who's very interested and going to add value to their company. So don't be put off. And the stats actually say that women tend to be more put off of applying for jobs than men do. Um, I don't know if this stems from our childhood. That's what the theory says anyway, that uh, us women are a little bit um, more hesitant about putting ourselves forward. Don't hesitate. Put yourself forward for things. You just never know. Even if you don't... Um, you know qualify for that particular job you never know whether the person who's actually looking at your application might think well he or she is not right for that one but i've got this other job i'm going to bring them in for that so um so that's the first thing is looking for something that's going to utilize your skills but also something that you're really going to love and that you're going to enjoy learning in um and also look at you know what the opportunities are for learning um in these areas you know because if you've got time in your hands then there's so many different courses online now um, and you can, many of them are for free, and so are lots of events and webinars and seminars and things like that. So start educating yourself, getting new qualifications. You're never, ever too old to do that, ever. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you really should be trying to ex expand your skills, reading books. Um, there's so many books out there, brilliant books to read. And when people say to me they never read, I just think, wow, you know, you're missing out so much on potential for yourself. So start reading, read some books. I've, I've done a live on books to read. Anyway, um, the next thing is, okay, so now you've decided what it is you want to do. You maybe have seen a few jobs that you fancy. Um, you've got to then start thinking about, okay, well, who is the audience? Think about yourself as a product that you are going to sell. Um, so who is the audience of, um, of you, the product? You know, and what that means is who are the employers? Who is likely to be able to give you that type of job? Who would you love to work for? Where would you love to work? So this is a time to really expand your horizons and think, well, you know, um, does it really always have to be in London? You know, if you're an independent person and you are flexible, start opening up your horizons. I know that we can't travel at the moment, but that's not going to be forever. Um, but within the UK, you know, when I say to people, what do you want to do? And they say, um, yeah, you know, I just want to sort of look in my local area. And then you sort of suggest other counties. And they say, someone said this to me earlier this week. Ah, oh, well, well, yeah, you know, I don't mind traveling. I'm, I'd be quite happy to travel. I've always done that, you know. So um, be very open-minded about locations, types of businesses. You know, do you have to work for a big business? Would you consider a small business? Because don't forget in small businesses, you can be a bigger fish in a smaller pool. So what sorts of businesses are there that you would love to work for? And 
where are they located? Um, so try to get yourself a list of 100. It sounds like a lot. It's not really once you start doing your research and LinkedIn is a great place to do this. So you start listing or, and you'll find that the search facilities on LinkedIn are brilliant. So, um, and obviously on Google as well. So you come up with a list of 100 companies you'd quite like to work for. Um, after that, you've got to do the next bit of research, which is who are, well, firstly, do they have any vacancies? You'll find that on their website. You'll find it on, by Googling it. Um, and, you know, you can just apply to work for them, even if there is no vacancy. Um, and if, you know, you, you can't try to get a name is, I suppose, the next thing is you've got to find a name of a person so that you can follow up after. So the way to do that is say, for example, you've picked a company. I don't know who, it, let's say it's um, Telefonica Vodafone. I just happened to be talking to that someone from there the other day. Um, you, uh, you basically look at that company on LinkedIn and you see who the movers and shakers are. What I mean by that is the people that are making a difference, they're high up, not, you know, even if they're not on the board, they tend to be the ones that are the spokespeople for that business um, or they're in the um, hiring uh, departments of that business. So you need to find some names. Now what you do is for each of those companies, you have a name beside it. And then after that, um, you, 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 you now know who your audience is, you know who your target is. And that's not just a one-off job because the next thing I would do with those individuals is I would follow them. Um, I'd start looking to see if they are on Twitter, whether they're on Instagram, whether they're on LinkedIn, even Facebook, because all these people are human beings, you know, with families and friends. And so you find where these people are and um, pro but probably stick to LinkedIn, you know, until you have some sort of online uh, rapport going with them and you sort of engage with them. So if you see what they're talking about, what their objectives are, what their interests are, the sorts of things that they're looking, you know, the values of the company and you may be sort of, you know, interact with them on LinkedIn, things like that. You may even let them know that you're looking to work in the company and who uh, would they recommend that they talk you talk to. So you start to do a bit of engagement with them online. Um, and this is how you start to build up a rapport with people um, in the industries that you want to work in. Then you'll also find as well, let's say, for example, it's property, there'll be many things, like I said, seminars, webinars, you could go on Clubhouse now and see people talking about all sorts. And, you know, at the moment, because that's a new platform, that is a really great place to sort of make new contacts as well. So you start to engage and you start to learn the culture of these companies and you sort of get a little bit of inside knowledge onto the jobs. Now, um, we now turn our attention to, we've sorted the audience, we turn our attention now to you uh, because you are the product. And like any product, you need to be packaged up in the best way to make you the most attractive. So that is everything really. That's everything from, you know, how do you seem online? So what do you, do your, does your LinkedIn profile say about you? Um, if you are online anywhere else, does it look professional? Close down your settings if it's all social stuff. Um, you don't really want to, see, you know, your future employers to see you out on the town partying, not necessarily anyway, um, depending on the, on the job, obviously. But I would suggest that you, um, you know, you put together a professional LinkedIn profile with a nice corporate picture and uh, or a professional picture, let's say, not corporate, because, you know, it depends. You want to sort of look like you would fit into the sector that you're joining. But you put this um, you put this profile together and um, and then that profile has to. Uh, match your CV and your CV uh, just talking about that for a bit should it be more than a couple of pages um, it should talk about the things you've achieved as well as the things that you've done very often I see CVs and it says five years here and I'm very hard working and you know etc and I did this and this is how I spent my time but what did this person achieve companies want to take people on who um, are going to save them money make them money 
uh, enhance their reputation. So if you've done that for previous companies, if you've managed departments, if you've made savings, if you've increased overheads, if you've you know created a brand or whatever it is you've done, those are the things that come out on the top of your CV. And then after that, you talk about all the things that you've done in chronological order. And then you put your education stuff at the bottom and your hobbies as well, because people like a human touch, but no more than a couple of pages. And you must make sure that it link, it's the same as what's on your LinkedIn profile, because if people get your CV or they get a job application, they will probably look you up on LinkedIn and they'll want to see it, that it matches. Um, other things about packaging yourself up, you want to be presentable. Like I said, have a decent photo. Um, your email address needs to look a professional email address. Um, so not the one that you have maybe when you're back at school or college, if it's inappropriate. Um, and, you know, your social uh, media presence needs to be as you want it to be. Um, and then after that, you know, you're there now as a package. Um, there's all sorts of things about, you know, uh, practicing your ability to present an interview. Maybe that might be a, the subject of another live, but um, you get to the point where uh, you're packaged up, as it were, so that when people first see you, they're going to want to interview you. And then how do you actually get that interview? Well, um, there is this thing called the 16 points of contact in sales, and exactly the same thing applies here. You know, you'll be very lucky to um, be called in for an interview the very first time you apply for the very first job. And yet I speak to so many people who say, oh my goodness, you know, I've applied for so many jobs. I just can't get a job. There's no jobs out there. I don't have the experience. Um, well, you know, just applying once, you, the odds are you're not gonna get a call back. And you've got to go into finding a job and almost treat it like a job, which means that you've got to be prepared to keep following up. You know, and the 16 points of contact is an average, don't forget. So sometimes you'll follow up less than that, but sometimes more, and the average is 16. So if you think about it like that, you've got to do a lot of follow-up. So you may as well get in for the long haul and, and work yourself out a mechanism for follow-up. And the way I would suggest to do that is you send in your CV or your application, um, and then you link in with the person that you sent it to on, uh, on LinkedIn, and you let them know that you've sent in an application. Um, you then make a phone call a week later to check they've got it and you find out where it is in the process and um, you then email um, a week later after that. If you're still not heard, you ring a week later. If you're still not heard, you email a week later. If you're still not heard, you ring a week later. All the time you're engaging. Um, the squeaky, squeaky wheel very often tends to get the oil and having been in the, um, you know, in the, in the situation where I have many recruiters working for me, um, what can happen with a recruitment agent, and by the way, do log, once you know the sector you want to work in, do log your details with a recruiter, the recruitment agencies that are in that sector, because they will have a lot of jobs that aren't even advertised. Um, and what happens is that recruiters are busy and that, you know, they're sending out CVs to employers and then you know, it will probably get to sort of half past four on a Thursday night and they think, oh, I've got to send CVs for that job and I still haven't sent them. And I've got, I promise I'll send three great candidates and they'll be looking for their three great candidates. Now, if you're the person who's constantly following up and ringing, you will be uppermost in their mind and the odds are you're going to be likely to be pushed forward for more jobs than if you just stay silent. So don't sit back and wait. You know, the opportunities will not come to you. They won't come and find you. You have to go and find them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would suggest that you definitely are, are making a noise um, and uh, you'll learn what's too much because I want to say stop bugging me, you know, okay, so then just back off a little bit. But, you know, every week is not too much. And so that means you've got to work yourself out a mechanism, a diary, and you've got to do this religiously if you want to be taken seriously and you want to make sure that you get this new position. Um, you then, 
finally, you will get invited in. Um, and this doesn't take that long. Don't forget that um, I have run businesses in the recruitment industry for, uh, well, my first one was in 2001 stroke 2002. So a lot of years now, nearly 20 years. And um, that has been placing newly, uh, well, normal professionals to start off within a whole range of different sectors. Um, and then uh, we started to do newly unemployed professionals around 2008, nine, when there was a lot of redundancies taking place due to the financial crisis. We've also done a lot of, um, well, I say a lot of thousands, literally thousands of placements of young people into their first job. Um, and, uh, and now we're working with midlife professionals and placing lots of those. And, uh, uh, you know, still as well, there are hundreds of jobs that we have uh, under the kickstart uh, mechanism where, you know, again, there are just employers are crying out for people to go and work for them. So even if you're unemployed and you're on universal credit and things like that, so many opportunities for you at the moment. Um, and so, uh, you know, you get called in for this job and now you have to do this interview. Um, interview technique is a whole other ball game. So I think what I'll do is um, I'll save the um, how to, you know, pass an interview and how to conduct a, a meeting so that it is a meeting um, and not you sitting there like a victim waiting to be selected. I'll talk about the whole interview process and I'll do that as a subject of another live. Um, but just to finish off, you know, there's a ton of jobs. You've got to treat it like a sales transaction. Um, areas to go into if you really don't know at all what it is you want to do. Um, most jobs at the moment, they are in some form of digital, uh, marketing, um, IT, um, construction and property, hospitality. So um, there's a wide range, basically. So go onto LinkedIn, do what I've just done, put jobs in, um, click on all of the different filters if you want to, just play around with that and you'll see there's a ton of opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, focus forward. And uh, the world is actually all about oysters, if only we knew it. So take these opportunities now. Um, lovely talking to you. And if there's any other questions, do let us know. We'll, we'll put a couple of links in and I'll talk to you about the interview process in another live. Bye-bye. <laughs>